PFT Media. Hey, have you checked out our other podcast, Dinner and Good Conversation? Episode 16 with Tori and Jim Colbert from The Jim Colbert Show is out now. Here's a sample. I went and I got a Turkish uh, spa experience. Uh, I went to, it's called Shala Salon and Spa. Okay, sounds and fancy. It's it's pretty damn fancy. And um, I got a Turkish uh, what spa has, experience. What, what is, I mean, like... Oh, what no, do they do? no, totally Sorry. legal. Sorry, no, no, no. There was no prostitution involved. No, in fact. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna get they're pretty enough. against that. Is it okay they're that I would be okay if she got a happy ending? I'd I mean, be whatever. totally fine. You know? Right? I mean, you should that's not be totally fine with do. it. No, I mean, it's just, well, just if it's a dude, I might have a problem with that. Okay. It's, but, it's all women. I yeah. mean, whatever. Yeah, two women. My, I went cheating. with my good friend, and we got, you know, you get the sauna, the wet sauna, and then they oil you down. And then they do this thing. They blow these like linen bags up. They look like the lavash bread, you know, like yeah, yeah. Turkish okay. bread. Yeah. Like they go shh, At phosphorus. Shh. You're making yes. shit up. No, it was quite a show. <laughs> what do they do? And <laughs> they, and it, it's a big, like a balloon. And then they, this they sounds pornographic. And all, it does it sound kind a of little was. like when we have sex. And all this <laughs> foam goes on you. And then exactly when we have they sex. scrub I feel like I you with a, it's called a KEV something, but it, exfoliated you i swear i told him i'm part reptile because i <laughs> exfoliated a lot i think i scared them and um, they're like it's still <laughs> happening it's still coming off Keep or doing maybe it. that was their sales tactic that's an so odd. i would come you have to admit that's an odd way to scare somebody <laughs> like you scared the hell out of me how skin loss Tim Anderson, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, we were just talking about decks a minute ago, but none of it made the cut. I know. It's going It's going out into the universe, and hopefully it will be something that will just be as amusing. I mean, I don't know if anybody else would think our dick conversation was funny, but I... People we li- who know me know I'm already talking about dicks a lot. It was it was mostly about a very handsome man with a very handsome dick and, and films. Dick. Uh, you uh, have been on my list for a little while, and we nailed uh, time for you to come in. Thank you very much. We're about to get hit by a hurricane. That's frightening. Are you frightened? No, I've I've been in Florida since 1982. I don't even like wake up from anything more than Category Four. I'm so I, I've been in Florida since like like 71 or 72. Wow. And I they I'm not. Sca- Are you pre Disney? Um, you like uh, my my open. life is pre Disney, um, but I I I think I want to say we got here in seventy one or seventy two. I think Disney opened in seventy one. I think it opened seventy. It opened seventy one or seventy two. I forget. Yeah. Too. Um, we moved to Florida, but we weren't in Orlando. We were down in redneck, stupid, racist Port St. Lucie. No, I was in Naples. Yeah. Okay. Other coast, which is not racist, but rich. Well, they're probably racist. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm not afraid of hurricanes. I'm I'm more, I just don't, 
have the patience to be without power yeah or or it being noisy and i don't like things that are out of my control so a hurricane is very very out of your control i mean you rolled up i have hurricane shutters on and it's yep. not this thing ain't coming for like three days no you're way advanced yeah you know i've got I, i'm not even normally the guy who you know buys a shit ton of water but and i'm not even gonna be here that's the other thing i'm i'm leaving <laughs> like i'm going i'm getting the fuck out of dodge we have relatives coming and by the time this comes out you know I, I, if you wanted to ransack my house my relatives probably would have shot you i think they bring guns with them they come here but uh, um, by the time this happens, you know, I'll, I'll be home, but we're, we're leaving. But I, I put shutters up. I stocked a house with water. I, I'm I just don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't I like air conditioning. Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of the air conditioning. Yeah, I like Internet access. I like ordering food. You can't do that during during a hurricane. I'm no, you've got a riot. You've got a loot if you want good food. Oh, I always kind of wanted to riot. I always want a loot. But I, I think the, I think that. That those days are past me. I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm primed for rioting we're, anymore. We're getting too old to riot. Have you ever, ever stage dived? Uh, I stage dived a few times. Um, oh, I got Green ripped Day, off. I stage dived once at. Uh, I stage actually. I crowd surfed onto the stage at a Blondie show. Well, got to dance with Debbie Harry for about twenty seconds. She was dancing with me, then dove back into the crowd as well. That's that's the ultimate move. So, Good for you. You you don't spend too much time up there. No, you gotta beat the guy yeah, that's yeah. coming at you from the side. This is uh present day blonde blondie. This or? is blondie when you could still be at the edge of the stage. Okay. So before they put the guards up. So uh it was a while like ago. late nineties. Oh blondie. good for you. Yeah she probably was I mean see I guess she's keeping it together. I I I uh she was still hot. She was hot. She was yeah. probably in her I mean, I'm pretty sure Debbie Harry's in her mid seventies right now. I think so. so. That sounds about right. Like, so she was in her mid fifties. Yeah, she was looking good. Yeah, I uh, Devo played a couple years ago with Blondie in St. Augustine, and I'm a huge Devo fan. And they opened up, and my wife was like, "You want to stay for Blondie?" I was like, "Nah, let's get the hell out of here." So I've never seen Blondie. Anyway, very uh, good show, a good live show. Uh, um, thank you for coming in. Thank you. These are three things I know about you. And probably the reason you're here, other than you have a glorious mustache, Thank you. Um, is your programming coordinator of the Florida Film Festival. I love the Florida Film Festival. Tell the kids who don't know what it is, what it is, because it's it's amazing. So the Florida Film Festival is, uh, well, first of all, we're the only Oscar-accredited festival in the state of Florida, which means that if you win the Grand Jury Award in the narrative shorts, uh, documentary shorts, or... Uh, uh, animation shorts category, you qualify yourself to be nominated for the Oscar. That's cool. Uh, which is, I, I think, super cool, and people don't really know about that. But basically, it's 10 days. Uh, we show about 180-plus movies. Uh, you just have 100-plus filmmakers come in for that, uh, celebrities, and it runs the gamut. There's really sweet family stuff, and there's just, like, shit that's completely insane. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm big about the insane. <laughs> We've had... Uh... We've had a couple film people. We were just talking. We had Josh from Uncomfortable Brunch. Yep. We had Steven from the Weird and Twisted. Sick and wrong. Sick, sick and wrong. Because he doesn't I, want to be sick and twisted because, because that. Well, there used to be Spike and Mike. Yeah, they, uh, the the Enzian used to show the Sick yep. and Twisted Animation Festival. Yeah, that's where Beavis and town. where Beavis and Butthead. Got Beavis and Butthead was there. I remember seeing uh, South Park uh, Jesus versus mm -hmm. uh, Santa Claus. Yep. 
long before it was ever on TV. I mean, yeah. We've got a huge film scene here in town. Like it's, it's, we dig independent and, you know, uh, underground film. And how long has the film festival been going on? This is the 20, <laughs> I should have prepped for this. That's okay. Uh, it's a, it's, this is the 28th uh, Florida Film Festival. And you've been there, you said, uh, 10 years? This is my fifth year as the programming coordinator uh-huh. for the entire festival. And I think it's my ninth year programming. Okay. Uh, but it could be my 10th because I always forget how So you're works. the man. Like if I had to get a film in, I need to... to uh Put some cash in your hands. That's probably I not mean, the right thing to say. Not <laughs> cash, but I will take bottles of alcohol. Okay, so so, so you're you are. I mean, I'm Cuban sure there. Cigars. I'm sure it's not just you. There's probably a team of people who know a little more about films than I do. There are. There's a there's a selection committee. Okay, um, it's uh, around 19 people. Uh, fluctuates here and there. We're not even completely locked in for this year as well. They watch everything that comes in. So we got 2,000 plus movies. Oh my so. god. Um, and we whittle them down over the course of mid-August to the end of December. And when is it? Uh, festival's in April every year. Okay, and where is it? At the Enzion Theater in Maitland, Florida. And is it is it, is it other theaters also? I it's actually, like I- it's only at the Enzion. Oh, there's been some past... Oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. It's, yeah. it's also at the Regal. Okay, because I, I feel like I, I saw... Um, a Sex Pistols film called The Filth and the Fury. The Filth and the Fury. Uh, part of, and this was years ago. Whenever that came out, that had to be uh, early 2000s, I think. And I think I saw it at the theater that's yeah. used to be around the corner, uh, but now it, it's, it's... Oh, the... Um, well, over, the Colonial Promenade or Yeah, the, I like that theater. could have been the... Over by Morris that? Music and uh, that Sweet Tomatoes place that I can't that was still clo- open. Yeah, that was the Colonial Promenade. I, I like that theater a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw a lot of movies there over the years. And if the kids wanted to find you online, is there a website or something? Uh, FloridaFilmFestival.com. <laughs> That's like the dumbest question. You got a website? I, you don't know, yeah, one of those it's called things. Google. That's it, what I see. Sort of people are always asking you to find things online. I was like, yes, it's called Google. Well, if... Uh, <laughs> If you're coming to town around those times, I strongly suggest checking it out. It's very cool. People come in from all over the United States, all over the world, probably, right? Yeah, we had a director fly in for his world tour from South Korea this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a legit cool film festival, and and the town's a buzz when it's going on. Like it's all like the cool kids are talking about. I, I I've loved it since. I mean, like I said, I worked at Kinko's for a long time, so you know. Uh, this was in the nineties. I remember them coming in and working with us and us doing stuff and getting slid free passes. So that's kind of what got me into it. I love it. There will be links in the show notes. Uh, there's a couple more things I know about you. You were on two episodes of the Mickey Mouse club. Uh, I think more than two, but at least two. Yes. Well, one of them, you're a vampire. I was a vampire. And one of them, you're a waiter. That's true. Okay. That's creepy that you know that. Well, you got an IMDb. <laughs> oh shit, that is on IMDb. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that hard. <laughs> yes, I was on the new Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, and that was in the nineties? Yeah, it was the year when Carrie Russell and Justin Timberlake and all Did you meet Justin Timberlake? Actually, was Justin Timberlake on it? I, I don't really I, remember. I don't know who that other person is. Um I can tell you that my episode is um the waiter episode is Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Oh wow, they um, smell nice. I bet you they smell good, uh, right? Britney Spears was like twelve, and she was a she was a nightmare. Sorry, okay, so she was, shouldn't she probably be smelling a twelve year old. No, 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 especially because I was seventeen. At oh the yeah, time, you should never 18. never smell a seventeen year old at seventeen. At, at, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you should yeah. probably just never smell people. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, um, I, I like a person who smells nice. And then my my vampire episode. Wow, you, you just let that slide I know. I'm just. I, I can't even. I don't know where to go with that. My oh, vampire episode. Uh, Jay Z Chazé from from. I know that dude. He's he's the uh, other vampire with me in the vampire. We're like in a. 
it's like um it's like a vampire uh, uh like a, a meeting group okay or like a, a union okay the vampires. union of vampires a union of vampires but i'm the waiter in the uh, the waiter episode i uh all the things that happen to the people in the episode uh, the waiter has to take care of them silently. Okay. And I'm the waiter who takes care of all the problems. And one of them is they knock out this girl who's Britney Spears and she passes out and then I drag her off the set. Well, you got to drag so, Britney Spears off the set. That's odd. I did. Uh, I Jay- they just drag her to like mental health facility. <laughs> JC Chavez, I think I said his name right. He called me homie once. Homie. I sold furniture to him. And, nice. And uh, he, he's like, okay, homie. So I got that going for me. He's, he got he, that going for He's not like local anymore. I he's don't not think. local. I think the only two that are local still are Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. You see Chris Kirkpatrick downtown all the time. I used to like see Carrot Top all the time. Carrot Top used to come he in. He rides his like moped up and down like Park Ave. He, uh, yeah, he used to come in the store I worked at. I used to work at a import furniture store for a minute and a half. And uh, he used to come in all the time and he had no shirt on. And he had those little teeny weeny shorts. Um, and like bright fluorescent underwear sticking out underneath it. He's Keratop's a legend at the Enzian because, uh, you know, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this. Ah, I should just claim that everything I have to say yeah. is just probably bad. Or just uh, a lie. You could be but lying. No, I also. could be lying and yeah, I yeah. could be lying that Carrot Top might have been receiving like some uh, some some extra leaven in the D section of Enzian Theater. That's once. not in the front seats, is it? Because like It's in the back. It's okay, in the good. Back. I like to sit way up front in those couches, even though they're a little itchy. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I like the, the couches. I can spread out, put my legs up. I, I dig it up there. Yeah. Uh, well, we love Carrot Top. All right, well, of course we do. How could you not love yeah. Carrot Top? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carrot Top's not coming on the show. Everybody shits on Carrot Top, and I mean, do we have Carrot Top money? Do we have a, a residency in, in Vegas? I don't think we do. So. No, I wonder what Carrot Top makes. Actually, a friend of mine told me a few years ago that, like, you know, Andrew Dice Clay plays, you know, uh, Vegas now. Oh, that's unfortunate. And at the time, it's something like Dice was gets like. For the three or four weeks he does residency, he makes like five million dollars. I don't think Dice deserves five million dollars. I'm gonna go, and I know he'd beat me up. Yeah, he's tough. yeah, he's a tough guy. No, he's not. Probably I, I, not. Yeah, I, I really feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder, and I'm gonna say it. I I don't I I think I could take him in a fight. Okay, I'm, I'm throwing it out well, it's there. Cause, cause Dice <laughs> I, is sixty now. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. This is this is good for podcasting. Andrew Dice Clay, if you're listening. I can take you in a fight. <laughs> I've been working out. Um, third thing I know about you. <laughs> Stupid Andrew Dice, old man. <laughs> uh, uh, you have a public image limited tattoo. I do have a public image limited tattoo. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I, uh, you have uh, the lyrics to Rise. Is that, I have yeah. Anger is an Energy yeah, yeah, tattooed yeah. on my arm. Are there, are there a thing? You dig the, the PIL? I um I dig PIL. I dig uh, Johnny uh, Rotten Leiden. Um, I really like... This, I'm a big fan. This just happened to be like literally this. I knew this was over there. I didn't. I didn't plan this. Nice. I bought this in 1987 at a a concert. I saw NXS and PIL, and I couldn't afford a T-shirt, but I got a PIL button. I've had nice. this a good chunk of my life. I I love John Loudon is such a character. He's kind of become like this crotchety old Republican old man lately. I don't know if you've been paying attention. No, oh, no, no. Yeah. He's like, and I always wonder how much of it is absolutely yeah, it, true and it, how much of it is this persona that he's He's created. the P.T. Barnum of rock and roll. Yeah. Like he really is just uh, all about the getting in your face. And uh, I love P.I.L. I love the fact that one of their, I think it was their first record. He pitched to the record company to put the cover in sandpaper 
So it would scratch all the other records in your collection. Yeah. I love that. Just tearing everything down and building it back up to make it new. You know, he went from the Sex Pistols to to PIL, which his first couple albums is like dub music. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you know, he's a really interesting cat. I yeah. mean, and there was a documentary actually, Enzi and ran it a, a little while ago called "The Public Image Is Rotten." Oh, you did that? And I didn't know that came out. I don't think I saw it. It was recently, re- right? It's about a year and a half ago. Maybe oh my god! I'm, 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 and it's phenomenal. And the things you don't know about him are like pretty interesting. Like, I mean, the guy is like, I mean, I think at home this is like one of the most normal people on earth. This yeah, is yeah. The guy is like, you know, he's the guy who's been with like his wife for like. 40 years. That's so sweet. You know, all these kind of things that you wouldn't like really think about the green teeth, orange haired lunatic that was fronting the sex pistols doing. But um, yeah, he grew up in that area of London where he was basically surrounded by like all of these cute, like uh, Caribbean refugees uh, and people that had come over from Jamaica. So, so yeah, that dubstep and all of that, the reggae background is really like what he grew up as a kid listening to and DJing. He was like a clubs. rat catcher for a little while before, yeah. before the Sex Pistols, like his, because there was a garbage strike going on at the time when they started that. So there were rats all over the place. And yeah. he came out of that, you know, into fronting supposedly the most dangerous band in the world yeah, at the well, time. It's all Malcolm McLaren. If you get a chance, there's a, there's a really good book called 12 Days on the Road to the Sex Pistols about yep. their infamous 12-day tour of the United States. Yep. And it doesn't uh, paint uh, a really good light of Malcolm McLaurin. He he was a bit of a shitbag. They gave. I mean, he got yeah. a lot of crap, but I mean, he's essentially you know he's the Colonel Tom Parker. He's the you know he's the he's the brains behind it all. He's the guy who basically put you together. He's and you're a mar- he's a marketing guy. He did he did that. He did the Sex Pistols. He did Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. He did um, um uh, part of Adam and the Adam and Ants. Yeah. Uh, he uh. He did that whole, like, he was on to hip-hop and rap, like, really early on the uh, world-famous Supreme team. Yeah. You know, and and at that point, he was probably an older dude, too. You know, he just was good at, at marketing stuff. I mean, he got bored with the Sex Pistols, and he just left them in the United States. Yeah, I mean, States. to me, McLaren is just, he's, a, he's, like, he's like the ultimate PR exec guy who just was like, you know what, I know how to make a band. I'm going to make this snotty band. And they're going to be everything your parents hate. And if you know anything about rock and roll, then, you know, as long as your parents don't like it, it's got to be good. That's exactly it. It should be it should be scary. It should piss off the powers to be and your parents should hate it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that that should be it's a recipe. A, that's the recipe for rock and roll. Um, Actually, there's there is also I didn't know if you, that you really did have a tattoo. So you get a bonus something. I, and I, I saw it out of your sleeve. You get you get a bonus. Uh, one thing I know about you, you are a little pissed off that you're not going to get to go see George Clinton and Fishbone this weekend. Motherfucker, this <laughs> thing. I mean, it, the the hurricane isn't even coming yet. Yeah, I uh, I love Fishbone. I've only seen him once. I saw him with Primus. Oh at my the god, that, that's that's a, that's a show and a half. Oh, dude, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I found out later, like, friends of mine were at that show that I didn't know back in the day. And actually, one of your previous guests, one of them, uh, Chuck Dinkins. Oh, yeah, I love Chuck. So Chuck and I were apparently both at the... Um, naturally, Chuck was at the Primus. Yeah, because he's the show. coolest human being exactly. in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember one time we were talking, like, this is like 10 years ago. We were talking about, like, cool shows we saw back in the day. And I was like, dude, one of the best shows I ever saw at Beecham. We were thinking we were talking about Beecham. So I think it was about the time that McRaney bought Beecham back okay. from being club... What? Wanna like um, yeah club yeah. STD what? Um, <laughs> club Zumba Beach yeah, Zumba, Zumba Beach, Beach. It was Zumba, Zumba Beach. Beach but then it was something else too. yeah um, basically yeah it was like a really frat boy date rape kind of club <laughs> and I was like Chuck and I were talking about really great shows that we had saw there and I told him I said I think the best show that I ever saw at Beach and was Primus and Fishbone he's like dude I was at that show I just saw Chuck and I have the same birthday 
I love Chuck. I think he's great. I mean, I, and he's like a fucking machine, man. He's like probably healthier now than he was. Most he is of his healthier life. now, and he's like makes me like I feel really <laughs> out of shape whenever I see Chuck. <laughs> Chuck's got like ten years on me, so like I feel like, damn. Well, real quick, and I don't know how how often you've listened, but uh, I've changed this around a little bit. So this is not going to be so familiar. The first one will be top three bands, singer, songwriters, and or musical performers in your world right now as you sit there. Go. Uh, it's always going to be Elvis Costello is going to be number one. Good. I like it. You're wearing um, a vintage shirt from the 90s. Dig I it. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My number two, man, um, Guy Clark mm. right now. Guy Clark. I know that. Who Who is that? Uh, you know, Texas singer, songwriter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, I thought that's what it was. And uh, man, uh, number three. Uh, Tom Waits always going to be Tom Waits. I don't top three. I have a Tom Waits record, just one. I don't. I can't get behind it. For I know I'm supposed to. It depends on the era. He's yeah. he's changed a lot. I um I I know I'm supposed to, and I, I like the idea of Tom Waits. I I you know I like everything about it, but I don't know like the one the one album I have, like I I like I'm in for about seventy five percent of the songs. Um, you you ever seen the theory? And you're a movie guy. Uh, that Heath Ledger playing the Joker is just doing Tom Waits. I mean, the voice the, is pretty on, close. On, yeah, on the Mike Douglas show in like 1971. Yeah, apparently he watched that over and over again. If you put those two things together, he's just copping Tom Waits. I mean, I could absolutely see that. To me, Tom Waits is Tom Waits is an interesting cat in the fact that um, if you go back and you grab early Tom Waits, early Electra stuff from Waits, um, where he's writing old 97, which you know the Eagles made famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a true 70s singer-songwriter. You know, there's a little of that growl uh, that's in there, but that doesn't really develop until later on. And I feel like there's basically like three arcs of Tom Waits. There's basically Waits in the early 70s where he's doing this kind of singer-songwriter, almost kind of a country balladeer thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you get a little later on around Small Change when he's got... Um, when he's got... Um, Waltzing Matilda, which is uh, the name of it now. I, I don't know. I can't believe I can't think of the actual name of the it's song. It's because you're on mic. You, uh, I know. It's because I'm on mic. <laughs> it's okay. Um, then he's getting more into the, just yeah, that. Thing. I'm Tom Waits. I think I kind of um, like Now I'm doing it. <laughs> and then when you get to like yeah. Tom Waits around Bone Machine, which is like in the 90s uh, and beyond, he's become essentially like this avant-garde lunatic where he's not even playing actual instruments anymore he's banging on garbage cans and everything's like and you can't really understand almost like 90 percent of what he's saying i love art like that kind of art but i don't i I like an album that i can listen to all the way through and i'm okay if there's song that i don't like but i don't i i i I, again i'm not I, i i i i love that there's a tom waits in the world i just haven't reached the point where i understand it yet i'm trying I'll probably whip out the album this afternoon because I got it on final. I got an original pressing of it. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, I, I will try. I promise you I will listen to it. Yeah. Tom Trappard's Blues. That's okay. the name of the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Trappard's Blues. Waltzing um, Matilda. This is where it's changed a little. Uh, I need one thing that you would endorse for me, like something that you think I should know about besides Tom Waits. Uh, <laughs> have you read any books by Kathy Acker? Mm-mm, what's a Kathy Acker? Kathy Acker Kathy is Acker. a, uh, she is a postmodern, uh, feminist writer from the late eighties, early nineties who passed away okay. about 20 years ago now. Um, but she is really what I consider, she's like a real touchstone in my life. Like when I discovered Kathy Acker, she's this like, you know, really crazy post-punk girl is a shaved head tattoos everywhere. 
Uh, and she basically is an appropriation writer. So she would take other people's like literature She's and sampling rewrite. writing. She was yeah, it, it, it's almost like that. It's like sampling. She would like, and she got into all kinds of lawsuits for doing things. Like she rewrote Don Quixote. No, she did. She did all of these other things where she would like, <laughs> but she would write them as like lesbian, fierce lesbian like anarchy books. Okay, uh, but she wrote a book called Blood and Guts in High School. Um, it will change your life. All right, I, I will. Uh, I will try. There's some other locals that are in on Kat, the Kathy Acker thing. The most one I've found that like that we've really bonded over is Matt Moyer from the uh, from the Weekly. One of uh, my most intimidating you, you you said a word that uh, interviews I've ever done. You know Lydia Lunch. Yes, I, I interviewed I interviewed Lydia Lunch, and that was frightening on on most levels. <laughs> and Josh and I went and saw her when she played when she opened for the Jenna Tortures anniversary show at the Abbey. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't in the same room with her because I don't think I can handle the cigarette smoke. Yeah, but uh, I, it it turned out okay. She can bulldoze her way through an interview. It was funny because I uh, I called her up. I was supposed to interview her like at noon on like a Tuesday, and I was very nervous. I don't usually do phone interviews because I like this. Yeah, but I, I figured this is. I mean, she's a legit artist. So I, I did my research, and you know, I listened to some of her music, and I watched some of her films, and so I called her up at the. 11:55 on a Tuesday, and she answered. Said, "Hello," and I, I, I was like, "Hey, Lydia, it, it's Peter from Scotch and Good Conversation. I'm supposed to interview you." And she said, "What?" <laughs> and I repeated myself, "It's Peter from Scotch and Good Conversation. I'm supposed to interview you." And she, she said, "I'm going to lunch," which I thought was funny. So I, hey, giggled, yeah. I giggled a little, <laughs> and I don't think she liked that at all. And I said, uh, "Do you think we could reschedule?" maybe tomorrow. And she said, yeah. You know, I, I said, same time. She said, yeah. And then she hung up. Like she didn't say goodbye or anything. So I went, cause I know her tour had just stopped. Like she was in like, um, uh, New Orleans. I think if I remember correctly, her tour had just stopped. This is recently. It's like last year. Yeah. Uh, and I went, I'm gonna call her back. I called her back real quick. I said, are you going to be the same place tomorrow? And she said, no, I'm going to be in New York. <laughs> it's like an entirely <laughs> different time zone. Yeah. So I, and I called her up at the exact same time, 11.55, and she was on point and she was great. And uh, I, I don't know what started me. You said something, that person you were talking about reminded me of probably who Liddy Lunch is. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, I would okay. say that to a degree. That is actually correct. Um, I had a riot, um, Really funny story about that. Actually, I mean, this is actually two parts of the story. So the first part is that um, just the other day they sent me a questionnaire for Enzian. So on the website now it has like a meet the programming team. Okay. And like it has little. So you have to fill that out. That's annoying. Yeah, and it's little yeah. facts about yourself. You're, you're supposed to sound, lie. Um, I, I wanted to lie a lot. Yeah. But uh, I, I actually my truth is so weird that it usually looks like it's good enough. People are like that didn't really happen. <laughs> so. Uh, one of the things that asked me is what my dream programming thing is. And I actually said I always wanted to do a no wave cinema retrospective where I showed films by Richard Kern and Nick Zed and Beth B and Lydia Lunch and then had them all here for a QA. and a I think you could so probably do that. She hangs out show, here. Did yeah. you watch Fingered then? No, no, no. Movie? Yeah. Okay. So that's Richard Kern's movie that nice. Lydia Lunch stars in. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's hardcore yeah it's it's a rough sell um but yeah so i always want to play those on the big screen but your 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 phone call reminds me that like um 20 plus years ago probably in the mid like maybe about 96 95 95 96 i wrote for a magazine called the fritz which was a new college's music magazine new college in sarasota Mm -hmm. and uh i had to interview henry rollins 
And uh, I've actually interviewed Henry Lyons like four times now over the years, but this was the first time I'd ever actually. So intimidating. He's, and he's, dude, he's so intimidating. Yeah. So I called friends and I was like, you know, oh, I've got to talk to Henry Rollins. I've got to, you know, what should I say? And he said, oh, you only need like two questions because he'll just talk. Hank just talks forever. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I call 213's offices in New York. Um, and is, this that's girl his and, publishing company? Yeah, it's his publishing company, 21361. And uh, he says, this girl is like 213. And I was like, hi, yeah, I've got an interview with, I'm Tim Anderson, I'm with the Fritz, and I'm interviewing Henry Rollins. And she's like, oh, hang on. And then, I'm looking at And the, then it's like, I'm paying attention. I just think there's a Henry Rollins book up there. Yeah, as soon go, as it goes yeah. click, like 10 seconds later, go, hello. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, are you Henry Rollins? Damn it. <laughs> so I asked him like the five questions I had, which were clearly stupid questions. Yeah. Because he answered them all with like one word. And I was like, I have no more questions for Henry Rollins. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like later, I interviewed him in person. He played with Skunk and Ant- he Rollins band played with Skunk and Nancy at the old JJ Whispers. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I was at that show and we were sitting on the tour bus doing interviews and things like that. And uh, I interviewed him at South by Southwest later, years later. He was really super cool. Well, if you interview him again, tell him I said hi. I will. He's a really nice guy, actually. Yeah, I, I, but I, I was he, terrified. He's also. I think he's mellowed out a little bit. Maybe. Have you seen? Uh, do you watch Hot Ones? No. Are you familiar with Hot Ones? Yeah. It's a, he's on Hot Ones. And it's pretty funny. Like he he lets his guard down a little. I mean, he's 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 been in some films. He's not a great actor, but I like the fact that he's trying, you know. I think like when he plays it like you he plays like what you think Henry Rollins would do in these situations. I remember asking him one time, actually, because this was after the chase came out where he plays the Oh, cop. that was a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a terrible <laughs> movie. But I said, you know, given your stance on law enforcement, because he's literally written novels on how much he hates the police. Yeah. Uh how did you you know think about playing a cop? And he said something like, There was a great deal of irony and humor in the portrayal, or you know, like in the it's very Henry Rollins way of saying. Oh, he was in uh, that horrible biker show, uh, um, 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 Sons of Anarchy. Oh, Sons of Anarchy. And he played a skinhead. Like, yeah. he played a Nazi. So, I mean, good for him for, you know, kind of stretching the... He doing... shaved his head midway through the uh, old Black Flag days. Too. Yeah, yeah. That I... was because people used to pull his hair when he would get in the audience to punch them in the face. Uh, you know, and he worked at haagen How violent can he be? There's yeah. a good... Have you ever seen that picture of him at haagen yeah. when he's like 17? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, man, it's a riot because he looks like... In his face, you can see like 52-year-old Henry Rollins, but it like it's like it's like, you know what Marvel does now where they de-age you? Yeah, yeah. That's what Henry Rollins actually looks, looks like, like now. at 17. <laughs> it looks like a de-aged version of current Henry Rollins. Like it doesn't look like he actually aged normally. It looks like they reverse. He's got a pretty him. good podcast that comes out very sporadically. Yeah. With it's him and I think I think it's like his personal assistant just sit there and talk about whatever he's feeling for the day. Yeah. And it's one of those it, it comes out, you know, it, it will go for a month and a half and one will come out and then six months, but I subscribe to it. I dig it. Uh last thing. What's one thing that I can learn from you today? Oh my God. I, that's like, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that. Well, come on, hit me. Um, we already talked about Viggo Mortensen's dick, so, mm-hmm. but that was before the podcast. So. Uh, uh, well, I guess, I mean, I taught you about Kathy Acker, so I okay. like that's something, but like, I don't know. Can I, can I come back to that one? If I remember something that I well, might teach we'll, you, we'll let you come back. Or if I, if I, I'll tell you what, if when, when I teach you something, I'll be like, that well, nailed it. Th- that was See, we're, we're that, nailed it. That's that's the one I like. The what, what's one thing you can endorse? But that that one, I'm, I'm still working with that one a little bit. You were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. Now is your chance to ask me the first and only the first of those three questions, young man. All right. So the first one of these questions I actually wanted to ask you was, um, 
with the hurricane coming, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest thing that I, I see right now is that it seems like you can you you know who became a Floridian like in the last twelve months <laughs> or not. Uh-huh. And uh, so my actual question for you is, you know, what actual hurricane preparedness steps you take as someone who's been through a lot of hurricanes? Now I know we kind of covered this a little bit. But. I I mean I I I bought the house and had hurricane shutters. We're sitting in a dark nice. room. <laughs> you know, I, what, I, year, what year was this house built? This was you know? built in 59. So this is, it's this solid. is a concrete yeah, this block is, Florida home. No, I know I'm fine. I yeah. just, I'm not, like I said, I, I've been some hurricanes in this house. We've been here for um, 12 years, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so I've been in one or two hurricanes, but I just don't want to be inconvenienced. That, and that's the thing. Like I, I don't want to be without power. I'm, yeah. I, I reached the point in my life where I don't live in a, I don't live in a castle. I have a I have a three bedroom, one bath house that I bought from the bank. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not a rich person, but I've reached the point where I don't want to be uncomfortable. And my my wife's family is going to come up here from South Florida, so I don't want to be in a house with um my wife and I, her aunt and uncle and her grandmother in a three bedroom, one bath house. So uh, we're just going to get in the car and drive away. You know, I'm, I'm, to me, it just makes sense. You know, it's a win for everybody involved. I'm not afraid of the hurricanes per se. I've got insurance, you know, if the roof comes off, most of this shit can be, can be replaced. And there's one or two things that I'll probably literally like I this recorder that we're recording on. Yeah. I have a road case for it. I'm going to take it and put it in the back of the car Smart. because I just bought it. I'm absolutely in love with it. It cost me a lot of money. Uh, you know, I'll take our laptops. I'll take some pictures of my family. I'll take our passports and our wedding uh, uh, license just in case, there you know, you, you know, and the, our doggy is going to uh, daycare. This is all pre-planned. Truthfully, I would if if I'd known there was a hurricane coming, I would take the dog with us. Yeah. Uh, but I, I checked and they said they have, they, they have generators, they, they have fans, they have someone who stays 24 hours and we pay a little extra money to have her stay with humans. Cause she doesn't really like other dog, other dogs with all the barking that you saw her at the yeah. beginning of this. She actually likes other dogs less than that, less than that barking. So she's very, very spoiled. That being said, uh, I mean, I'm a freaking Eagle scout, man. I be prepared is on my dumb Eagle medal. So I, I, there's batteries, there's, there's uh, flashlights, there's candles, there, um, there's water. I don't normally stock up on water. Sometimes like if I think it's a particularly bad one, I'll fill the tub up just cause I want to be able to flush the toilet, which goes back to the, yeah. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I feel like I've only felt the tub up one time in my life. Yeah. That that's, that's a pro move. I think like, and also when we bought this house, one of the reasons that I went, yeah, we it's built in 59, but also uh, uh, Baldwin Park is like right fucking there. Yeah. We're the first pole in from Baldwin Park. So I figured if the power goes out, we're going to get our power pretty fucking quickly. You know what? I, I see thinking about that because Baldwin Park, for those of you who are new to Orlando, Fancy town, yeah. do not know that that was the form, the Navy N- base. Navy base, yeah. So I feel like this house is built to withstand like a nuclear explosion in case the Navy base gets, got gets bombed. Well, it's also got a flat roof, which is nice for hurricanes. Yep. You know, um, I, I'm sure it, it, my house will be fine. And I got shutters up. You know, it's. I'm sure my house will be fine. I just don't want to be inconvenienced. I think as far as being a Floridian, I don't, I always consider myself like I'm a Yankee, 
but I, yeah. I grew up in Florida. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, as far as being a Floridian, I'm like the most Floridian because I don't even want to deal with it. I'm just leaving, which is a very Floridian thing to do. Yeah, I, I want to get drunk someplace else with air conditioning. I've never evacuated. Yeah. Um, to be fair, when was it Ivan, the one two years ago? Yeah, yeah. That, that shut down everything. Yep. I was in Toronto at the Toronto National Film Festival. I was in Asheville. We left. So, But no, but my <laughs> wife and daughter were home oh, and the no. cats and they were pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were about three days without power, which is not too bad because one of my selection team members lost it for like two and a half weeks. Oh, my God. And he couldn't get out of his neighborhood because two gigantic oak trees. Like, I oh, mean, that's we're talking miserable. about like, like 80 foot tall oak trees. Oh, that's terrible. Both of them took out the road. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a hostage of trees. So that my uh, wife's aunt and uncle were here last time and they said the power flicked on and off. We never lost power. But the the day that hurricane came through, uh, I was... I was online, my wife had fallen asleep, and I, I was online just watching Facebook and seeing my friends chat with each other, and it's like, do you have power, do you have power? Oh my God, what was that? That kind of thing. And then around like 1.45, everything went quiet. Like every like everybody just kind of their Facebook, the power must have hit every grid or something. Yeah. Because it, it from the other point of view of me watching everybody and talking to people, it was so creepy. I, I it's like, my friends are dead, everyone's dead. I um, I've done as much as I can do. You know, it's I don't know. It's it's in the universe's hands now, man. I'm, All right. I think I, you're not putting boards up or anything. I know it's going to be like a one by the time it hits here. No, I mean here's the yeah. thing. My my house is in Sanford. I back up actually to the Wakaiver Preserve, but they raised my neighborhood when they built it, so it actually sits about like eight feet above what is considered to be the floodplain. Okay. Um. So even though the Wakaiver River actually comes through the back of my neighborhood, essentially. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't have any chance. When they were building my house, because I had a house built, I used to own a condo, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to funnel all the money I made on the condo into building a house. Good and for you. have mostly the things I wanted. You built a house? I built a house. You don't look like the kind of guy who has a I mean, house I built. didn't personally. I know, I know. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't pick up a hammer. No, yeah, no, but, no. I watched the wave. But, but, but uh, we had a bit house built. You're like an adult, dude. I, I feel that way. That's really an adult thing to do. So I can't we, even imagine doing that. When we did it was the year that all three hurricanes hit Orlando. You which made was like a poor 05. decision. <laughs> yeah. So it actually took them like 10 months to build my house, which was supposed to be built in like four. It takes so four had, months to build a house. I thought, Yeah, they throw yeah. this shit up like in no time nowadays. Um, but yeah, so we went out after every hurricane to look for standing water. And after like the third one, I was like, this house is pre-disastered. Like there, it, it's going to be perfect. Good for you. Yeah. And you're still there. Yeah, still in it. Good uh, investment. It is a good investment. Quest number two for you. A quest number one for you. <laughs> uh, what's something you remember from your childhood and realize as an adult it's something totally different than you thought it was at the time? Uh, this actually is going to be a movie-related thing. So I feel like this is... Um, you know, as a kid, we watched a lot of movies growing up in the 70s and 80s. And uh, I think we didn't realize that, you know, the adult themes that existed inside of them at the time and now as an adult you watch them especially if you have a child yeah. later and then you're like oh, i want to introduce them to movies that i watched when i was a kid and then you like you watch them as an adult and you're like you're paying attention suddenly uh and you realize like how unbelievably like inappropriate those movies are lord fuckwad uh, so yeah <laughs> so mine was actually uh grease 
So, That's, yeah, that is Summer Lovin' is a really filthy song. I mean, yeah, I would say that Grease Lightning is unbelievable. I mean, there is coming in it. There is a pussy wagon. Yeah, that, like, that's the song I was thinking ain't about. No yeah. shit. I'll be getting lots of tit. We sang these as a kid, but I don't think we actually knew what the words were. So we just made up things like, ain't no bit. I'll be getting lots of boot in these lightning. You know, we didn't know what the fuck we were saying. <laughs> and I watched this with, like my kid. And I mean, I have a daughter. And I, at the end of the day, like my feelings on like parenting are probably like I'm a terrible parent, probably. But I always kind of felt like my feelings towards sexuality in film is that basically Basically, the things that everybody used to be mad at when I would try to watch them as a kid was if you got to see boobs or if like we we like got scrambled HBO and it cleared up just enough to see like Bush Scramble Vision, yeah, like, and Bush in like Revenge of the Nerds, and uh, but I was thinking like, well, I have a daughter, so she's got all those parts, so they really shouldn't be that upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's the right answer, though. Like, probably. So I was like, I was probably like too liberal with things I let her watch. Like she wanted to watch The Shining when she was like nine. And I don't I was know. Like, yeah, if that's a good idea. I don't know. I was like, I think she's going to be bored. Is she OK? She was fucking bored. Yeah. So, but I was like, oh, well, the only thing I think it's really upsetting in The Shining, other than the dad that's trying to kill everybody, is the naked old the woman naked in the old lady is, is and still I was like, disturbing. Well, the naked old lady might disturb her because she might be like, oh, if I grow up, I'm going to get saggy boobs or something. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. It starts out so, as a hot girl, though, doesn't it? She starts out as a hot girl. Girl. yeah but then she comes an old lady with saggy boobs and like like growths and, and yeah it's like her skin is rotting away if yeah. i remember correctly so I, I let her watch it and i actually uh, she said she was bored and then i was like i told her and did she watch the whole thing i think she watched the whole movie wow she's like two hours plus of like you know she's got a good patience good for her because that's that's a bit of work but i think to me like the i later i learned that like all this stuff was in movies that i never really like revisited like i hadn't watched Grease in probably 15 years. It still kind of holds up. And it's actually, it's a lot of fun. The songs yeah. are really good. Actually, I still have the soundtrack. And I would listen to the soundtrack, but I never hadn't watched Grease. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did she put up a fight? That's the line from Summer Lovin'. That, that's that, an interesting line. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, basically a date rape line. That, There's that's a, a lot of that yeah. in 80s movies. Um, what I find is, uh, you know, uh, uh, is... Language that is used by kids in eighties teen eighties <laughs> coming of age movies, like uh -huh. movies that were literally made for children, yeah, uh, is exceptionally bothersome to me today as an adult, um, who is very sensitive to uh, things that other people, you know, are you know can take offense to. Um, I don't want to be trigger warning guy. Yeah, I've yeah. never wanted to be that way. And as a programmer for film festivals, I'm sort of rally against trigger warnings for because I feel like they set up expectations that either will or will not be met by people, but by doing that, you're essentially robbing the filmmakers of their power in, mm -hmm. in, in cinema. Um, even though I do make decisions to sometimes say, Hey, this movie has something that might upset you in it because I think it's to a degree that it's so extreme that you shouldn't. Know. Well, we were talking uh, about the, the, uh, what was the anarchist? Is that what we're yeah, talking about? Uh, yeah. Lars Van. Yeah, Lars Von Trier. Is yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't. Antichrist, that was it. I don't know how something could get more. <laughs> it's like the most disturbing film I've ever seen. And I know there are more disturbing films, yeah. but I don't. Somehow I walked away from that, which is a lot of work. That film is. If you've never been to Uncomfortable Brunch, they're, uh, they're our friends and they sponsored the other podcast, Dinner Good Conversation. I saw The Anarchist at Uncomfortable Brunch and I walked away going, that was a piece of art. And I understand why all of that really, really violent 
Yeah, I understand it. It made sense on it has some a point. Level. On a yeah, yeah, he's he's not just and therein lies art. Yeah, there's a difference between throwing, uh, you know, putting something on screen that's upsetting that has a reason behind it, and then making like say a Serbian film, which is like a movie that I I hate because I feel like it exists only as a movie to push boundaries of what you consider to be acceptable in cinema. So, and there's, if you're going to push boundaries, you need to have a reason behind doing that. So. Question number two for you. Is moral and sociological strength really as much pretending as it is actual real strength? Um, so that's, a, these are good questions. Thanks. I don't write these. I still off the internet. Shit. I should have done that before I got here. Still looked at all the questions on the internet. Yes. I think I have. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. So here's the thing. I, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. it's, it's I mean, I actually, My joke is that it takes 12 years of Catholic school to turn you into an atheist. So <laughs> Or an asshole. Or an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But. I just lost some I always kind of like, I know. Yeah. So anyway, Bishop Moore, what up? Hornets. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the point of this being that um, I think there's this big argument between whether or not like. Hold that thought. What year did you graduate? 93. I might have DJed some of your dances. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I used to DJ at Bishop Moore High School, and I might have DJed some of your dances. I interrupted. Well, I definitely also. went to some of my dances. Yeah, well, I, I the weekends organization used to be at Bishop Moore, and I used to DJ for. So we've That's met. That's right. We I, may have met. I threw you a cassette single at some point. You were saying, "I'm sorry." Man, I miss cassette single. No one misses cassette singles. I do a little bit. Yeah, they could fly through the air easy. I still I, have some. I inter I interrupted. So anyway, this idea is that um, religion is one of these things where um, it's your moral compass, mm -hmm. right? Supposedly. And that if you don't, yes, yeah, supposedly. And if you don't have religion, therefore you have no moral compass, which is this argument that religious people have against people who are atheists or agnostic or, or not. And I always sort of felt like this idea was that if you had to have if religion was the only thing that was, say, stopping you from stealing or killing somebody, then you were a terrible person. Just to begin with. Like, to begin with. Yeah. Like, and the, you only, you needed something to make you not do those things. And therefore, maybe this was my way of making myself feel better about myself. But I do feel like, in terms of the question, that it's a real thing. Like, you absolutely can be moral and act moral. It's not an invention. It's not something that you just, like, make up. I think that every single day of the week... I make some decision each day to whether or not I'm going to do something that is maybe to some would be considered to be amoral. But do you try to piss people off? I mean, you strike me as someone who tries to push boundaries. I try to push boundaries, but I'm not interested in pissing you off for yeah. the sake of pissing you off. No, okay. If maybe. I piss you off, it's on accident. Yeah. Really. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm a dick a lot, you know, but I mean, people will tell you that I'm really nice and I will tell people that I'm an asshole. And they're like, but I don't really see that because, you know, you want to make people happy and you want people to have an enjoyment. Um, and there's probably two parts of me. There's parts of me that are Tim as a human being mm -hmm. that would, you know, lay down and die for his friends and family. Um, and there's Tim as a programmer who, yeah, I want to push your buttons. I want to evoke a reaction. To me, the worst thing that a movie can be is boring. So if you love a movie, that's great. If you hate a movie, that's great. But really, at the end of the day, what I'd rather you do is you go home and just be like, so fucking into the movie, even if you didn't like it, that it's all you can think about. On some level, it it it, it get, there's some response out, whether it's disgust or anger or it makes you cry. No, I get that, and oh, that's that's the thing about good art. 
Yeah. Good art is it it invokes something from inside that makes you feel something. It, that's what I, I I I love films. I don't know much about film as much about films as I know about music, but I I mean even even a bad film you'll go back and watch again because it was just so rotten. But a boring film don't care you know yeah there's plenty of music people when somebody tells me they just saw the worst movie they've ever seen even if it stars like kevin james or adam sandler usually <laughs> i'm like oh i want to see it because i want to actually see the worst movie it's connected in new york do i need to look at that again <laughs> with uh, philip seymour hoffman i don't love it but i know people that do see i that's the only movie i ever walked out of the theater on um, I don't even remember the last movie I watched. Oh, you know, I actually do know the last movie I left the theater during. Uh, I almost never leave the theater. No yeah, I don't how either. Much I hate the movie. I, yeah. wanna, I paid my money. I might as well watch the whole thing. The last movie I last walked out of the theater for, um, and this is not really necessarily a reflection of the movie, as it is a reflection of the fact that I had a migraine. Okay. And the audience oh. was obnoxious. All right. And I really just hadn't, la- it had been 45 minutes and I had not yet laughed. So the Ghostbusters remake, oh yeah, the female Ghostbusters Good. remake, which have nothing to do with the fact that it was a female Ghostbusters remake, was just the fact that I didn't laugh, I wasn't having a good time, I had a migraine, and the people behind me were just like, wouldn't shut the fuck up, and I was like, you know what, I feel like shit, I'm just going to leave. Good. So you haven't seen the rest of it. I've never actually seen the rest of it, best. although I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It I, pops up on Netflix. I feel like some things just don't need to be remade. I mean, I feel that way a lot, but at the end of the day, I'm always. Like, look, it might be brilliant, so I don't care because the original always exists. They remade Footloose. That didn't need to be remade. Yeah, I watched the remake of that. Was it any good? No, no. not really. What about um? What's the one with uh the kids and the Russians attack the high school? One of my favorite films. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. They see that they didn't need. To you know, I actually that rewatched it, and I don't think I could tell you anything that oh. happens in the remake of Red Dawn. Really? Like anything. Is it is it the same film or is I it? I kind of don't remember, but I definitely watched so it. So it's just utterly forgettable. It's so forgettable that I can't remember anything about it, except that I know that it is the North Koreans. Oh, that's Because it was supposed to be the Chinese. Yeah. And then the movie got shelved. Okay. And we were started making a lot of money in the Chinese market. Okay. And the studio that had it, which I believe is MGM, didn't want to piss off the Chinese market. So they digitally altered everyone to be North wow. Korean. Wow. How does, a, how does that make money? After I don't know, but through? I feel like it's fairly racist in that they didn't recast or reshoot the movie. They just said all these Asian people we in it could be from North Korea okay. and not China. I, don't, I won't be running out and watching that one either. <laughs> Question number three for you. Uh, what's the weirdest thing someone's ever assumed about you? Oh, I don't know. There's, I mean, I mean, everybody always assumes that I'm gay. I get that also. That, like, I mean, which I'm totally. And quite cool. frankly, I kind of thought you were gay. <laughs> I'm, co- and I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I, I don't I'm care. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I didn't care at all. Actually, one time I was, I was told that I was, um, I was contacted pre my ten year high school reunion, who said, "Dude, a bunch of people want to know if you're going to the high school reunion." I said, "Why?" I said, "Well, there's this rumor going around that you got divorced and that you're, 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 you're like with a man now." And I said, I love that rumor. Awesome. Please continue <laughs> yeah. to tell everybody. I'm not going to just that tell everybody true. that. Yeah. No, I totally went, but I did actually almost bring my friend with me, um, who's really hot, and and be like, this is my my husband, my boyfriend. Oh, my that's husband. that's a great deal. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, which I did not do. Um, periodically, I think about going to my reunion and bringing a friend of mine who's like one of like my interns, who's like 20 from college, and being like, this is my new wife. Um, no, that's that's just, brilliant. I mean, all of it is just a point to fuck with the people that I went to high school with. 
Uh, but I feel like in the age of social media now, since ten year reunion, I was maybe I was on MySpace, but yeah. probably not. Um, but now everybody's on Facebook with me. The ones who haven't like turned into like nazis or flat earthers <laughs> actually i'm a flat earther i had to delete him uh, really like there's a, like some a, levels of shit i will tolerate like in your face flat earther <laughs> he posted memes that's fair enough but that's i mean enough. is he just pushing buttons is he just no, being a dick or does he really a, believe the earth is flat i think he really because you gotta be it. smart to go to bishop more right no you don't okay <laughs> <laughs> that's I, where the kids who flunked out of like public school are sent as punishment i guess like uh, i i i kind of thought they were smart you know fancy boys um, Bishop Moore ever listens to this, they're going to stop sending those requests for money to my house. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, I have had, I think in the history of the podcast, I've had three different people ask me if I was gay. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I mean, I, I don't think so. You know, I, it's, I guess it's not out of the question yet, but I'm fairly, yeah. I'm fairly certain. I'm not taking it off the table. You know, I, I, you know, I've had the opportunity and passed like a hard pass so far. But uh, I, I like that. That's that's pretty much the same thing with me. So I feel like I get that a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah but I, I don't know if anybody else like super assumes things about me. I think that if you follow me on social media, you probably think I'm smarter than I am. I get that. I, I think I, I, I do. Do you do that on purpose, though? No, no. Because I think you strike me as someone I have pretty like smart. A moment, usually I have a moment where I'm like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. And then I'll post that. Yeah. But before that, there were 187 other moments that were not. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you write well. Like, I've read some of your stuff and you, you're witty and you, you, you dabble in uh, a field that most people can't speak intelligently on. I feel like maybe that degree, those are accurate statements. Yeah. I, I do feel like I write well, but to be fair, I started out my career writing. See, I can't so write I at started all. writing in the 90s for music magazines, and then later I gravitated into the film world. And I studied, I did took journalism classes in college, and I took film theory in college. Words of the um, enemy. I hate but writing. But they were not like my major. My major in college was like, was, was fine art. I was, I'm a painter. Art, but like, what? you can't make a fucking nickel dude. when's the last time you painted something uh, a couple of years yeah that's yeah, sad four or five years is, do you ever like just get the canvases out and paint with your daughter no no, no um i'll draw though. okay i mean well, not now she's 15 she hates me I don't know. she's 15 yeah she's 15 that's crazy yeah she's 15 going on 35 yeah that's good where does she no don't tell me but it's, it's she's not going to bishop more is she oh hell no okay no, good. No, no. she goes to a public school good uh you know and yeah do you ever wish you went to a public school do I ever wish I went to a public school? You know, not really. I yeah. feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot about what I didn't want to know in life. I feel I like guess. I learned more about what I didn't want to know by being in a pretty conservative religious upbringing. It's I feel like it allowed me to like reach out more. Like as soon as I hit college, like I was getting books on like Buddhism and books on the and getting the Quran and reading all of these Good. things. And I feel like I wouldn't have done that yeah. if I hadn't grown up that way if i'd grown up maybe multicultural i maybe i wouldn't be as interesting a person as i growing am up religious makes the you a really good atheist I, it does right i there, mean right well there. there's a joke there's like a yeah. they, they, every year they do a like a survey where they tell you like um uh jewish people and atheists score better on like world religion tests than any other category uh and i don't know the reason why yeah. jewish people tend to do it but I feel like atheists do because I feel like to get to atheism, you have to have tested the waters everywhere else. Like, I feel like you had to like, you know, like my, for me, I was very much like, oh, well, maybe, the, you know, 
Catholicism seems kind of stupid, so <laughs> let me look at this. And then I was like, well, that doesn't really work for me either, so let me look at this, and let me look at this. And once I hit, like, through about six of them, you start looking at all the crap that's, like, really, really similar, and you have to start deciding, like, what I think is, like, two options. One, they're all correct, which means they're also all wrong mm-hmm. because they're doing it in a different way with the same answer, or they're just all wrong, period. And I kind of came to the fact that, well, they're just all wrong, period. Probably. Probably. I don't know. When I get to the end and they were like, ha ha, fuck you, you're wrong and go to hell. I'll, I'm cool. But I don't uh, think like, that's how it works. <laughs> I hope not. Because the God that I, like that, that God that I spent the first 18 years of my life going to church for, he wasn't a dick God. I mean, he had dick tendencies. He flooded the world. Yeah, but I feel but, like at the end of the day, God killed like three quarters of the earth. So, but you know. but also, I mean, I feel like he was, you know, that, that whole Jesus Christ thing. Like, I, I get a pass, you know, and even if. Well, this is the argument I used to have in Catholic school when they would eventually tell me to shut up, is that I would say things like, well, there can't be a hell. And they would say, well, that's not true. There's hell. And I'd say, no, because why would anybody be in hell? I mean, basically, the idea was that it, right if you're at the moment of death, if you just said, like, God, I, I believe I, I feel really sorry. Yeah. Then my bad. You. Yeah, my bad. Didn't mean to kill four million people. <laughs> um, Come on in, Hitler. And it's just like, yeah. And then I used to say, like, and so then they were like, well, that's just not true. And I said, OK, well, like, what if you're a serial killer and you're on death row and you really do feel bad? Yeah. Like, let's just say, like, at the end of the day, you're like, shit, I'm Ted Bunny. I didn't mean, I, you know, I was fucked up. Yeah. I, you know, I, but, I, you know, I spent the last 20 years, like, converting. I found I, Jesus. I feel in Jesus. I love God. I want to do everything I can to visit. Well, at the end of the day, then I'm going to go to heaven and Ted Bunny is going to be in heaven. Fuck that guy. Why do I want to be in a place that would let that guy in no matter I what? I don't want to be in your <laughs> you club. Know? So that yeah. was like basically like, when, and then they would just be like, Tim, stop. Just stop. And I'd be like, but, but, but. And they would just be like, stop. <laughs> and then they would send me to the dean's office. I uh, I always thought that Judas got a, a bad rap. A bad rap? Yeah, because... And he sold him out. Well, I mean, uh, Judas is the guy who sold out Christ, right? He sold out Christ, yeah. 50 but, pieces of silver? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like he was he was destined to fail. That, that, that's, his, that's his job. That's true. You know, and I always feel like he got a... He, got a, he was born, right? And he's yeah. doing his thing. And then Jesus comes into his life, you know, hey, come be a fisherman. And Jesus like, yeah, and we're all buddies, you know. And But, you know, then it was like someone, oh, yeah, I got here's $50. And he's like, I don't want to do it. But he was set up. They used him. He Judas would, is fated to betray Jesus. Otherwise, that, the world, it doesn't work. there's no redemption. And it doesn't seem fair for Judas. Don't you Don't you think that's a ripoff? Does yeah. he go into hell? Like, he's he's... He's, Man. He, he gets ripped off. I know. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, so... Uh, okay, you could. I sold you on this. No, I could never I'm, sell you're, anybody you're, on that. Dude, I am 100% on board with you, and I'm going to need, like, uh, in, in you got a comment section when this goes live? Yeah. I need some, like, religious scholars to chime in on, you know, the fate of Judas. It doesn't seem fair at all. No, I think that, yeah, at the end of the day... Do you ask me your second it. question? No, I have not. Your second question, please. So my second question is actually a fuck, Mary kill question. All right, those I are fun. Would be a lot I haven't of fun been one of those in a while, yeah. So, oh, okay. Um, so my first fuck, Mary kill is, so it's going to be music related. And ironically, we actually mentioned one of these people earlier before, but we'll do it again. Okay. So uh, the fuck, Mary kill on this one is actually going to be uh, Leonard Cohen. Okay. Paul Westerberg. Okay. Or Elvis Costello. Um, I wore this shirt on purpose. I would kill Leonard Cohen. Just because, I mean, I, I know he's, I'm supposed to like him, but I don't know enough about him. Okay. Okay. Um, I would fuck Paul Westerberg because I feel like he's an artist and he probably is into weirdness and opened up 
to exploring his sexuality with me. Okay. And I would marry Elvis Costello because he's just got a shit ton of money. Oh, that's think, a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the right answer. Um, I, I mean, if I'm if if I'm gonna go that way, and I have to, you go have that to way, in this question because I'm not a homosexual man. So I I'm going to if I'm going to have to be, you know. And and, and again, like if I was, this is really a good deal for me, except the killing people. I don't. I'm not pro that, but uh, I I want to be set up for life at least comfortable, and I I feel like. Uh, I would be more comfortable with Elvis Costello than Paul Westerberg. And I also feel like Paul Westerberg's a bit of work. I feel like Costello is way more stable than Westerberg. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I don't think Westerberg's like really like right in the head. And yeah. he, I, I feel like he doesn't feel like he got his just dues. And um, I mean, I quite frankly, I kind of almost like the replacements more than like Elvis Costello. And I love Elvis Costello. Yeah. But I, I would go with Elvis Costello. And I'd say I, the replacements are more dangerous of a band than Costello. Yeah, has but Paul ever Westerberg, been. he just writes pop music for the most part. For the most part. Yeah, but but those, those solo records. To be fair, both of them were banned from Saturday Night Live. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally forgot about we that. We should have put Fear into the list. We'd cover Leaving. We could uh, just get uh-huh. only people that have been thrown off of oh, Was, was it just those three? Was anybody else thrown off? Uh, was Sinead O'Connor banned for the I feel like she was for, for tearing up. And I know the Beastie Boys, but I think it was planned no that was planned yeah okay because they went into radio radio yeah uh, they did it on purpose well, well costello came out and, yeah oh yeah, i forgot about that costello performed with the beastie boys and they started playing sabotage yeah, yeah and that was at the 25th anniversary and then costello did exactly what he did when he was on saturday night live which we said wait a minute i can't do this and then they played all of radio radio i went back and watched that replacements when they yeah. were on it was so great it, I, mean, I mean they're just absolutely trash. just 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 beyond drunk and they're wearing each other's clothes yeah. and they're all like on different like they're everybody's playing like a dis- different instrument it's just such a just a just a, just a fuck you it's it yeah. just like i don't need you i don't want to do this you know what that blows my mind is that they actually ever put fear on which I oh yeah, was yeah, John Belushi's probably. Idea. Yeah, I, I like, think he was like, totally into that. Band on the thing, and it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? What are they going to perform? Well, Lauren Michael was probably I mean, in his twenties at that point, yeah. so he was probably pretty hip. I mean, I feel like he's still pretty hip. I, I don't think know. Lauren Michael's probably somewhat. Hip. I feel like Lauren Michael probably gets he probably gets a lot of rep, bad rep as being the man because he is now the elder statesman. But I don't, I don't. I mean, how much sketch he, comedy? Do you think he's still got his hand in all that stuff? No, I don't. No, think so. I mean, no, he's. I don't know. It would be exhausting after that. I mean, that's There's, that's got to be so much work on every level to put out a live show. You know, what's what's a season? What's 18 shows or something? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, that uh, every, 18 weeks in a row or, you know, let's say, you know, four weeks on, two weeks off for 18. I That's got to be stressful for the, I mean, that's, Sad Life came out in 77, 76, 75. 75, so longer than my wife's been alive. Yeah. I probably shouldn't throw her age out like that, but Damn. I don't know. It's uh, I she she looks hot. Um, here is a commercial. We've got a brand new sponsor, Mo Dewitt and the Dewitt Law Firm. If you've been injured on the go, just call Mo. Just call Mo.com or DeWittLawFirm.com. Put those in your computer. Put them in your phone and remember them. Mo Dewitt. DeWitt Law Firm is local, central Florida. He was born here, and he lives here. Injured on the go? Just call Mo. Just call Mo.com.
we drink more craft beer on Scotch and Good Conversation than we drink scotch. Don't get us wrong. We love scotch, but we also love craft beer, and we love Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. They are the official providers of beer for Scotch and Good Conversation. Why? Because they've been doing craft beer here for as long as I can remember. They are the originators of the craft beer movement here in Orlando. Award-winning in-house brewing, hundreds of cans and bottles, a cool atmosphere, cool music, food trucks, all located in a very centralized, very cool section of town. Red Light Red Light's been doing it for years. They live and breathe craft beer just like you. Go by tonight at 2810 Green Drive and mention you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And we are back. This part of the show is brought to you by Compass Box Whiskey. We have scotch here. There's some right behind you if you want some. It's amazing. It's my favorite scotch. I lucked out in getting them. You should try it out. It's Compass Box Whiskey. It's available at most fine liquor stores and bars. And your button guy. If you need buttons, little pins like that you used to put on your backpack or your sweater, if you love Weezer or something like that, your button guy makes them. The only way to get a hold of him is on Facebook or Instagram. He also makes magnets now. We love both those companies. Use them. Question number four for you. Man, I blew through that. If I were to borrow your body for a week, what quirks would you have to tell me about so I could be prepared? So um, my neck only works 20% of the time. I think you wrote that. I <laughs> did. I wrote it on Facebook. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, the, you're the first person who caught that. Every now and then I'll, I'll just like a throw out one of the questions that I'm going to ask. So your, your neck only works 20% of the time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was in a, I was parked at a, you know, I, was, or I stopped at a stoplight and uh, this woman who's on billboards in town who I cannot name okay. illegally. Okay. Uh, she was on her cell phone and uh, she never looked up. She never slowed down. You got hit by a famous person? She hit the car at like 40 miles Wow. Away. She destroyed my car, the car in front of me, and the car in front of that, and her own car. Wow. Um, and my neck has never been really good since. All right. Uh, but really in the last year or so, it's gotten extraordinarily bad. In fact, I'm, I'm actually sorry. in an incredible amount of pain actually right now. You want to lay down? Um, no, no, right. no. I'm going to go home and wanna take a my lap? muscle relax. And oh, that's pretty maybe, cool. <laughs> I wish I'd go with this compass box scotch yeah, yeah. Here, uh, next to me um, yeah do you have a uh, uh, peat monster yeah i do okay. so all over grab yourself some dude so maybe i will <laughs> uh big fan um maybe not to mix with maybe the maybe muscle, re- muscle relaxers relax. yeah i've sent people home on ubers before we can do this <laughs> um but yeah so my neck is really 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 bad like you can hear it grinding you i'm sorry the things on it and it used to you know be able to crack it and make it work better i hope you got something out so of much. this to to justify the pain yeah paid off some bills ever try uh acupuncture you know i've never have and people have tried to get me into that but i don't know if this is an acupuncture issue because i feel like that is usually better for where you have like muscle tightening and stress couldn't hurt Let's and this that is way. more like i think that like all the cartilage in between like oh. my l three four five or something doesn't have isn't yeah. there anymore wow so, like i don't know i feel like there's neck surgery coming in my future so i'm i'm apologizing oh, now for the surgery. pain yeah, yeah. that you're going to have when you take over my body all right well I'm, i won't be there for long it's only for a week that's fine I'm you just, can do whatever you want to it though. oh Otherwise, i feel like i have already done with it <laughs> Do you just hear what I said? There's so much. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. That's fine. 
<laughs> as long as the penis is still there when I get back. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's like I like the minimal. I have a, like a bare minimal level. It's going to be calloused, <laughs> but it's going to be there. Um, quest number five. Might be fi- calloused already. Quest number five for you. If all 44, is there 44 or 45? 45 presidents. This is an old question. If all 45 questions were placed uh, equal distance from each other on the edge of a coliseum and were to fight, who would win? What? <laughs> If all 45 presidents were paid... Actually, it says 44. It's an old question. Okay, so, but, 40, so we're going to put... Let's pretend there's actually only we're, we're gonna no, We're going to put Donald. I think they said all attack Donald okay. and then, then just celebrate. We know he's going out first. You ruined this! So who's the one who survives? Yeah, who, who's going like to win? Teddy the Roosevelt. battle royal. Teddy Roosevelt. You think so? That guy could fuck up. He, didn't he fight a bear or something? Well, that's that's the, the word. That's that's the, the word on the street. Yeah, yeah word on the street. Yeah, the fuck, Rough Riders. Yeah, the Rough Riders. Teddy Roosevelt. He's going to take them all out. I think maybe I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who uh, I feel like Eisenhower would get his ass kicked. What is William Her- Henry Harrison died like 32 days in the office from a cold. Yeah. So that guy's so he- actually probably going out first. What's uh, they talk about fight club that Lincoln's got some reach. I think he could fight. Yeah. Lincoln's tall. He got gigantism, didn't he? I don't he, think it's like a version of that. Yeah, but he was like, he was a little bit freaky. Like, I feel like he could punch. They have a thing. There is a medical term for the thing that they, they think he Acromeglia. had. Acromeglia. It makes it, everything's a little longer. Yeah, I wish I Mary had that. Mary Todd was in just, she, yeah. She was loving it. Town <laughs> um, I, th- I think uh, all the Bushes are going to get their ass kicked. Clinton, they're, they're, they're fucking Yaleys. Clinton's going to get his ass. I feel like Obama could hold his own for a little while. Obama's in shape. Yeah, know? yeah. Even still. Yeah. That um, dude looks good. Carter get his ass kicked. Carter's not going to fight. No, he's he not going to fight. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's going to build a house around himself. You're not going to be able to get him. But that be also, that being said, nothing can kill him also. That's right. Carter's like, and he just survived cancer again. I, like brain cancer, like in nothing his 80s is, or 90s. Jimmy Carter's going to outlive all of us. He's going to be eating peanuts and throwing the shells on our fucking grave. You know who I miss is Billy Carter. Billy Carter. I got some Billy beer. Do you have some house. Billy beer? Yeah. Like, do you actually have the beer or the just the can? The beer's not in it. Everybody emptied oh, it out. The yeah. Saturday, people didn't live the same. I know that, that right. was a thing. Look that up. You but, can totally buy Billy beer cans on, like, eBay for a buck. I, they used to, I, I know I had one as a kid. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, when you're a child and you're collecting beer cans, that says yeah. a lot about your future. Um, I really wish you could get, like, Ronald Reagan Jr. cocaine. That would be fun. <laughs> um, so, so we're going. I think we're going to go with Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah, Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, Teddy R. Question. Lost my place. Uh, question number six for you. You got a wallet? I do. What's in it? Uh, actually, less stuff. I finally emptied out all of the expired cards and business cards that I carry around. So it's got a. Um, it's got a debit card. It's got a credit card. It's got my. Driver's license, mm-hmm. my insurance card. Um, it's very adult. Um, well, you it are an adult. A, you got a house. You carry your BJ, insurance card. It has a BJ's card. It <laughs> has a Corona Cigar Company. Uh, You're a cigar guy. Card. I'm a big cigar guy. That's odd. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's odd for anybody basically that's yeah. under like 60. I guess. I'm a cigar guy anymore, but I'm a big cigar guy. Well, you know Compass uh, Box. I mean, so obviously yeah. you're like a whiskey guy, too. I do. I'm a big... Well, I'm from Kentucky originally. So oh, yeah, you're from Louisville. Like, I'm from Louisville. So, yeah, bur- bourbon, cigars, horse racing. I'm down with these things. We like Louisville. We There was talk of moving to Louisville a while ago. It's beautiful. Ago. I mean, it's really blowing up um, in terms of like being... A Bartstown Road. 
Bardstown. Bardstown. What's the the record store that used to be there? The uh, Electric Ladyland is still there, which has been there since the '60s. But... There was a, there was a record store that started with an A, I think. Allegor. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. It was I'm like thinking of Ear Ecstasy. Ear Ecstasy. Like, that, Ear that's Ecstasy the place. was essentially the Empire Records of Louisville. Yeah, I like that like place. It literally looked like an Empire Records. We thing. have family there, and, and we every time we go there, we're like, it's it's we like Louisville a lot. And you got to say it, Louisville. Louisville. Uncle Pleasant's. You ever been to Uncle Pleasant's? Yeah. I, yeah. I got to see a, a, a pretty good band there a long time ago, kind of in a crummy section of town, but a cool little little dive bar place. I'll, I'll enjoy some Louisville. So you got a, like a, an adult wallet. Look at you. I do. I'm trying to think of what else is in there. I think my Barnes & Noble membership card is in there. And uh, money. I have cash. I you always carry, carry cash, I always too. carry cash. How much cash I, you got on you? Uh, well, I... I'm not telling you. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> bug you on the way out. No, actually, I've got my per diem for Toronto, the Toronto okay. Surf Festival, and Fantastic Fest on me. But usually, I'm carrying approximately forty dollars in cash Good on me. Good for you. But today, I'm carrying a lot of cash. All right, you will not make it out of Rosyland. Um, Probably not. I, I um, I, I think because I feel like a gentleman should carry cash. I and feel I, like you need I to carry don't. cash. I hate debiting. But I also, you got like a proper wallet. It is. It's like a black leather. So you're wallet. carrying it in your front. It doesn't say like "bad motherfucker" on it. Because I, I switched like... over to a. a oh, nice. I switched over to a money clip. So that's a proper, like a dad wallet. And it is. It's a very dad wallet. Uh, the only stuff that I got that sh I shouldn't have. Well, there, there's a business card. I feel like I should. I wish mine had like a a condom from 1992. That'd be cool. Yeah, carrying I'm a Jimmy hats. card. Wow, you you really are. You're more prepared than I do. I got this thing my wife made me that just says something sweet on it that's on metal. Oh, that's nice. And then I have my my uh, my credentials to, because I'm an ordained minister. Oh, I am as well. In the Universal Life Church? Universal Life Church. I've married uh, like seven people. Have you? I've married seven people. We're new. Are we best friends? We are. <laughs> I think you know we what are. I've got in my wallet? What? I don't know where to find it. It's Jimmy Hatch. Here somewhere. I wish I had Jimmy Hatch. Yeah. Maybe I finally took it out. I have this little gold card that I got from a Buddhist monk in Central Park that I didn't know he was going to want $10 for. Oh, so you walked away. You stole from a Buddhist no, monk? No, no. I actually gave him the $10, okay. but I was like, dude, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, if, your karma sucks a little I, bit. I really... So he was begging. a Buddhist monk <laughs> he's begging. Like, he gives you the card, and then they put the beads on your hand, and then they're like, I want to pray with you. But they don't really speak English, so they just grab your hands, and they're like, oh, I'll pray with you. You know, like, You're a nice guy. Um, probably, probably. And, uh, I mean, he's a Buddhist monk. He's got to be deferred. Probably like, not it's a like dick. He's like, I'm a Catholic priest. I'm going to take you to this bathroom. And yeah, I'm going to go fuck you in the, <laughs> so, in the restroom. So, and then after it's over, he's like trying to reach out for money, and he's showing me like a ledger. And I'm like, fuck. So I like reached out, and he's pointing to numbers on. So that's what you you should never carry I think cash. He wanted twenty bucks, and I gave him ten. What's he gonna do? Like, what if he? Well, I mean, go if he said, I would have been like, I would at least give him the bees back, and I'm no. like, I'm keeping your little gold card, man question number seven for you and these are sponsored by the nook on robinson all local they're about orlando about art and about music and about poetry and about beer and about wine and about good times and uh they're over in the milk district we dig the milk district we dig, dig the the nook they're at 2432 east robinson street if you uh want god i fucked up if you want to email me email me over at scotchagoodconversation at gmail.com you're going to get the exact same question my last person who was sitting here gave because i forgot to put a question in here but it's a good one okay and the title of this is uh, in case no one has told you today and then it says you are beautiful and you deserve to have a great day how will you pass this positive message to others so they have a good day also you know what? I actually um. Have you seen the cards? The, the, there's like a little like a kind of a business card, and it says you are loved. Yeah, yeah. So 
I actually used to carry those around with me. Like I found a like a cachet of them at like a gas station pump. Are these uh that's like a pure local thing, right? I think maybe I don't know. Somebody could chime in later and tell me if this is available. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm doing exactly the opposite of the thing I always tell everybody is when you have a question, just Google the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So that like, you know, so, and stop asking people on Facebook. But I would carry those around and like, um, you know, like um, not too long ago, like a, a friend of mine, she was just like, I knew that like some shit was going down in her life and it was kind of like on the DL and like a lot of people didn't know really what it was. And, you know, I sent it to her and I just like, you know, kind of handed her to the card and I was like, you know, like, uh, you know, I know you're going through some stuff and yeah. you know, I just, you know, hang on to this. And then like next time, you know, you see somebody going through some stuff, you know, give that to them as well. I like that. I think it's a little bit like, I mean, I feel like I talk to my friends all the time because I'm on social media all day long because I sit at a desk all day long and I deal with movies Yeah. and there ergo, I have two screens so I can do my work a little faster. And one of them is generally open to Facebook. Uh, cause I talked to a lot of filmmakers through Facebook and I talked to like a lot it's of the friends. way people communicate with each other. I mean, yeah, point. I feel like it's the easiest way for me to like constantly be banging out yeah. stuff and I can type way faster on my typewriter or keyboard, now old school, and uh, then I can't on my phone where my fat thumbs always make fucking uh, into ducking. I can't, I can't type on either one, so, so be be happy about that. But so I feel like I'm always telling you know somebody puts up a picture and I'm like, oh, you look super cute today. It doesn't matter, you know, or like you know, hey, that's awesome, or you know, hope you're doing well, or things like that. But I feel like that thing where I actually carried the card around and like was able to pass that on was a way to do it. So I don't know if I'm like you know like getting around the question. In a way, no, no, no. I, that's that's that. To that, me, that, that's to me a way of like. You should get some more of those cards. Get go. You know, if you find those cards, like stock them up. Yeah, like, take them all. You know what You're I like, do? Nobody comes after you can have a better, you know, good day because you took all the cards. It takes an extra second to be nice to somebody. Yeah, it really does, and you'll find I, I'm generally very nice to people. Sometimes I'm accused of being insincere, but I really am ninety six percent of the time trying to be a positive, decent dude. I went to Lucky Market around the corner because yeah. I don't go to Publix anymore because I'm all about Lucky Market. I'm okay. gonna get, I'm gonna get it's them. not because Publix is like supporting. Oh, there's also that. Yeah, it, but I'm just like, I'm not in the Publix anymore. Okay. I, I just, I, I like Lucky Market. I get a beer there. I the the people who are at the registers are generally more handsome than the people who work at Publix. It's all about aesthetics for me. It's all about me. Public's got to hire some better looking people. I don't, there's the, the people, sometimes they're a little bit suspect. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll just leave it there. But I was at Lucky today. And the one thing I don't like about Lucky, the one near us, and I think actually I know somebody, I stayed at their Airbnb and I think we're friends now. We're Facebook friends at least. And he works for Lucky. So if you're listening to me, dude, uh, they only usually have one register going. And yeah. then they have those self checkout, and, and I hate self checkout. I, I I will not use it unless it's absolutely necessary. Is this philosophical? I, I hate I hate or? because it's a way for companies to not hire as many people. Okay, so yeah, yeah, and I I feel like if I use self checkout, someone's going to lose their job. Yes. So I I will wait in line if I can to go through full service, then go through self checkout. But I was in a rush this afternoon. Um, and uh, one of the self-checkouts wasn't working and some lady was being a pain in the ass. And I, I politely waited. And then I bought a beer and I bought a sandwich and some other stuff for hurricane supplies. And um, like one beer, one sandwich, you're good for the hurricane. For the hurricane. No, no, they, I bought some other stuff. Sold. Um, but I, I got the beer and I and I don't know how to put in my, my birth date. And I also had a sandwich and it didn't have a barcode on it. Oh, okay. And the lady was help, helping the other lady and trying to fix this self-checkout machine that wasn't working, came over and, and she said, what's your birthday? And I said, you know, August 67. 
And then uh, I said, this doesn't have a barcode. And she said, just take it. And I went, are you sure? And she said, yeah. And I've continued like just, uh, I'm, I'm not using her name, so I hope it's she's not firing her. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain she's probably allowed to do that. You know, okay. it was a $4 sandwich. Uh, and I will go back and spend a lot of money there. It, but a, as I left, she was still working with that lady yeah. who was being clearly being a pain in the ass. And I just stopped by and I went, thank you very much. And then I, I looked there and I said, I hope your day gets better. <laughs> and we had a moment where a moment. Our, our eyes like met and it was kind of those, take me with you, please. <laughs> and I, I generally, I hope her day gets better, you know? And I, I think if you just take a second or two just to acknowledge people, it, you'll feel better. They'll feel better. You know, it, it's, uh, it just takes, it takes a second out of your life to try to make somebody's life just a, just a hair better. Let me ask you this. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you work in, did you have a retail job? I worked at Kinko's years? for 10 years. Okay, so that's right. That's right. For Kinko's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, people, so, are, yeah. people are shit. <laughs> okay. So yeah, same thing. I, I, I worked at Blockbuster for five years and then for five years or for four years. And then for five years, I was the store manager of a Suncoast motion picture company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like, like the retail world, like, I still feel like when I go to a register and someone's like flustered, like to, I, I still try to have a moment. With I, I'll, I'll like say, you know, smile and you're uh, like, Hey, you know, how's like your cool. day going? Take and, all the time in the world. Yeah, and people are always like, Oh, I'm sorry. It took you so long. I was like, I'm good. It's I'm totally good. cool. Like at the end of the day, like I'm totally okay with you. You're just here doing the checkout. Now the woman in front of you had four items and it took her 23 minutes yep. to check out. I want her to die like <laughs> but, but, in pain. But I'm, you, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm good totally with good with yeah, you. Me and you are good. We're good. We're I, good. I ask everybody how they're doing. Yeah. How are you? And, I, and then I'll, I'll try to make eye contact, you know, and I, I, I talk for a living. It's what I do. Yeah. But, and I'm generally interested in people and, you know, I, and I, I'll, I'll make a joke. You know, if someone's like, I'm having a bad day, I was like, do you want to talk about it? You know, I I, I can listen. I got yeah. some time on me. And, you know, if you want to go outside, I'll buy you a glass of coffee or something. And, Show and, me how to work your register. Yeah, you, you know, take a break. I don't know. My, my life is pretty chill. And if I can make somebody's life a little easier by not being an asshole, in the end, I don't know. I think that will score me some points for being such a dickhead to other people. Yeah, I feel like there's always there's this contingent of people who are always like, you know, like it's it's, it's older people. And I'm not generalizing, but I am. Uh, which is like, you know, all, every kid would be better if they went in the army for two years. <laughs> I actually feel like every human being would be better if they actually had to work like the checkout lane somewhere for like two years. Yeah, no, if like, you work on the other side of a counter in any kind of customer service related yeah. industry, you get a real feel for how rotten people can be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I, I got a lot of my dad in me and my dad was always polite and always asked questions. And I, 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 I don't want to call it flirting cause he wasn't flirting at all, yeah. but, but he was just super polite, just, just, and not fake about it. And, yeah. and I get, I get accused of being fake and sometimes I am, but the, the older I get, the more I'm trying not to be fake and just trying to be a good person to everybody, especially if someone, I sense someone's having a bad day. Well, we really explored the hell out of that. I know. I like that. Uh, here's a commercial. Orlando Meats. Whole Animal Butcher. Restaurant. Breakfast. Lunch. Dinner. Beer. Wine. It's everything you need in a restaurant. It's everything you need in a butcher shop. And now it's more. As a listener of Scotch and Good Conversation, you get 10% off. Go in today. Grab yourself something to eat. Grab yourself something from the butcher. 
get 10% off when you mention Scotch and Good Conversation. Grab something for the barbecue. The holidays are coming up. Think of Orlando Meats for all your turkey, all your chicken, all your meat, all your everything. Orlando Meats and 10% off when you mention Scotch and Good Conversation. They are located at 728 Virginia Drive. Stop by today. Mention Scotch and Good Conversation. Get 10% off. Orlando Meats. The signs are up. It's so close to happening. La Femme du Fromage's second location in the North Quarter, real close to downtown, is going to happen any second now. Follow them on social media, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, and on the Twitter to keep updated to when the grand opening is. And then go check out their original location in the East End Market. They are Orlando's Cheese Shop. Friday nights, grilled cheese happy hour. There's wine, there's beer, there's charcuterie, there's cheese, amazing cheeses from around the world. They are Orlando's Cheese Shop, and we are so excited about their second location. Right now, they're located in the East End Market over in the Audubon Park Garden District. Go by today. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Question number seven for you. Oh, we got one more after this. So what sucks about being your age beside your neck? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit doesn't work as well as it used to. Really? Uh, Are I, you falling apart? I'm getting better, dude. I have gout. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. yeah and no actually, hugs for you. I, and I, and what I, is gout? Gout is the rich man's disease. Like, okay. Apparently, like Henry VIII had it. All right. Um, Fancy. But actually, mine is caused by a uric. My body makes more uric acid Gross. than it can and expunge okay naturally which actually also so what happens is the uric acid crystallizes in your bloodstream and then it gets caught in your joints uh and until the crystals break down uh you have an inflammation and it hurts a lot right, i'm uh, sorry and it also causes kidney stones which all oh, those are the worst so had yeah that, that, that's like five the mo- times the most pain i've ever been in was kidney stones so i actually had a friend of mine who um they always say like uh, there's a joke that kidney stones are more excruciating than childbirth yeah and that everybody and then women are all like you don't know what the you're talking about and but i have a friend and she had three children and kidney stones and straight up was like, like that, the kidney that stones the were way worse because yeah. you don't get anything out of the kidney stones no. at least at the end of the day you get a kid Dude. who's going to cost you a quarter of a million dollars by the time they turn 18 but like my mom just had them and my mom's fucking tough and yeah. i talk about my mom a lot on this show and like i interviewed her on one of the the episodes and a lot of people tell me it was like their favorite episode um and i love my mom she doesn't listen she drives me fucking crazy she's she's a great person she's probably one of the few people who've made me cry because she was so mean to me <laughs> she she's the nicest mean person you'll ever meet in your life she's she she helps the poor she gives blood she volunteers she's a good christian she's everything about that but she knows how to push my fucking fucking buttons that being said, I've I've seen her have multiple surgeries. I've I've slept in the hospital with her. She had she had back surgery. She was in a, a not a nursing home or a recovery center for like three weeks, and then spent like a month here. Uh, I've never seen her complain. I've never seen her bitch or say she was in pain. Uh, she had kidney stones like a year ago, six months ago, and I I felt so bad. 
it, it I I wanted to just hug her and, and tell her it's going to be okay. It, it's the worst. I'm sorry. Uh, is there a way to fix? What did you say? You had Crohn's. You had uh, what? What was it? Uh, no, uh, no, herpes? I have, I have gout. Yeah. Gout. Well, I mean, I might have herpes. Okay. Apparently, like I heard this on Steven's podcast. Apparently, yeah. uh, Steven Solis, something like fifty percent of the country has herpes. Also. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm sure I've, I've got a canker sore on my left. I got herpes. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little herp never hurt anybody. Sure, VD is nothing to talk about. <laughs> um, no, I have gout, and uh, yeah, I actually take allopurinol. Uh, okay. So it's a drug that essentially neutralizes. They tried to control it with diet, which is a reasonably like I, you know, like normal people would say, like, oh, don't eat a lot of red meat, don't eat a lot of bread, don't eat a lot of these things that, or don't drink beer. These are things that cause uric acid to, you know, kind of up in your system. First thing I offered you when you walked in was a beer. Yeah, and I'm drinking yeah. it. Okay. And the reason why I'm drinking it is because well, they, I tried being. that, and, and my uric acid level was so high when I went back to the doctor. They were like, it, it was the highest my doctor had ever seen. Way to person. win. Look at you. I know, like, fuck, yeah, yeah I'm not going to be like. <laughs> Who's better I'm, than you? I'm not going to be an underachiever. Uh-uh. My shit breaks. I want it to break. Mm-hmm. So uh, There's no repair They basically are like, you can't fix this by gout or diet. You are going to have to be medicated for the rest of your life. So I take this pill every morning. The beauty of the pill is that I can kind of essentially continue to eat and drink the things that I like to do without having to be as you know, uh, adamant about my dietary restrictions as Bonus. I could yeah. be. So it's a little bit of like a get out of jail free pill. I can drink this beer. And as long as I take this pill, I'm not going to have a gout flare up. Your dick work? Your dick works. Okay, good. As long as, when my dick stops working, I don't really know what I'll do. I don't. We have a gun next to the bed. The minute my dick stops working. Cap, I feel like, like I'm like super married to my dick because like I'm really into like going down on chicks. Yeah. So like I feel like the dick just stopped working. I could like I could still manage. I enjoy so. going down on a girl also. <laughs> I really do. Like I, or I, she could manage. I feel like I'm pretty good at it too. I don't know. You'd have to ask. No, I mean, I feel like I'm They're all right. Complaints. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe everyone's faking. There's probably that also. But does anybody get complaints? Like, do you feel like they like chime in below in the comments? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if, if like I, a chick has ever stopped you and been like, if I've gone you just da- don't know what you're doing. If I've gone down on you and it was a bad time, uh, write something on my Facebook group. I don't, don't no, I don't want to know now. At yeah. this point, you're just gonna hurt me. No, I'd like but. to know. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I am. I've had enough orgasms. I think for a lifetime, and I'm not saying I don't want more. If you're listening, yeah. Didi, but I, I, I think I've, uh, I'm pretty good. Like I could be empty. You know, but, you know, I'm always willing to try, but I, I, I love my wife and I like watching her feel good. So yeah. I, you know what I like doing? And here's a, here's guys, if you're listening and you're with your significant other, tell them, Hey, we're going to set the alarm 15 minutes early before you get up. And I'm just going to go down on you. There you go. Yeah. You know, and odds are like, if you're a good boy and you finish, you, you might get fucked at the end. But in worst case scenario, it starts your day off. How bad is it to start your day off by by coming? Like it's a perfect way to get out of bed and bounce out of bed and have a good day. Yeah, I, I think I probably go back to bed. But yeah, no. I think I, I. But I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sometimes when we do it, I really like getting up and getting iced tea. I don't. I don't know why. Just I don't know. That's weird. I I, I enjoy iced tea. I stopped drinking soda a long time ago. So uh, it's either that or I'll take a nap. Is like, it sweet? Do you have sweet and iced tea? So it's no, just no, it's just, just, it's it, just iced tea. It's just iced tea. Okay. Like there's some literally right there. You know, I like iced tea that doesn't have other stuff in it too. I mean, like sometimes a little sweeter or a lemon, but I like I over sweetened iced tea. I know it's a Southern thing. And oh, I know it's the worst. I'm Southern, 
but like it's like 80 percent sugar like i don't know how people can drink it it's the absolute i go to dunkin donuts because i love corporate america and destroying the little man but i can also drive through and that's probably why or i'd go to stardust also, Dunkin' Donuts, I got like a gallon of tea for a buck twenty nine, and yeah, Stardust, yeah. it's like three dollars for a teeny cup of tea. Yeah, and I spend enough money at Stardust. But um, I like. Where was I going with this? Oh, but I, I would say twenty percent of the time, I I go to leave and I'll take a sip before I leave, and it's sweet tea. I mean, how how hard is it to fuck this up? So I, I that's apparently, to me. apparently for sure that's just... happened to me before. But I do think the funniest story I can remember is that years ago I went to Boston and I went to the restaurant that's in Boston. Somebody will know the name, of it, but I don't remember the name of it. McDonald's. Um, it's supposed to be like the where they have the rudest wait staff. In, oh, okay, in the world. yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, you know, I'd like uh, iced tea. And the woman looked at me like I was completely fucking insane. Said something really nasty about the fact that they don't serve iced tea. <laughs> and I was like, Do you have tea? And she's like, Yes. And I was like, Can you put some ice in? It? I went to. Uh... I was in Cyprus for the, the little country off Cyprus, the, the country. Yeah. Oh, okay. Off Beirut. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I made iced tea and everyone freaked out. Like the, literally like no one could believe that I was making tea and putting ice in it. I probably put sugar. They'd never in. seen ice they, in Cyprus before. No, I actually had to make ice too. Now that I think about it, and this was the eighties. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I think I might've changed the country as a whole with, with my, the ice and the tea. Uh, quest number eight for you. Um, I'm sorry about the your whatever that disease you said. I forget what gout. it was. Gout. Thank gout. you. I feel like David Letterman had that. I don't know. I think all you know, cool people have gout. All right, I'm gonna get it. I'll hug <laughs> you later. You can get catch, it. Catch the gout. See if you can catch the gout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to sit there. I'm gonna license. I don't know if actually. So if I ever did finish answering yeah. that question. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, your Basically, gout. shit falling apart is kind of like yeah. the problem. Are you, do you have uh, you have a goal? You're gonna try to make it better. Gonna, I don't. I can't. Gonna Apparently, plank? I can't make it better. No. Oh, you can't. Like, I've you never can't. planked. Yeah, you can't. There's no making ever. No, no. I have to be medicated. What about your neck? You said you would think about surgery on that. That you know, I figure like someday they're gonna put a bionic neck in me, and I'll. Be I can do like, it. Like partially, like. I'm like, fairly certain I can do. It. I saw my mom's back surgery. You think you can pull it off? I got my first aid merit badge. All right, let's drink all of the scotch and we'll do it. <laughs> okay. I, I know I got an exacto knife here someplace, and I, I got a stapler. That's all you need. Yeah. We'll put some shit in there. So, so what's that? Fix a flat? We're, fix a flat would be really good. I think you know I, what I mean? Like realistically, like when they stitch you up now, like you can get super glued. Yeah. It's pretty like, cool. So I kind of want this. They put the interior stitching that disintegrates and then they just super glue your ass. What a remarkable time we live in. I know. Uh-huh. Question number, whatever the last one is. It's, is it eight? eight? Is it, you think I would know this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who do you know that I don't know? Who should come on the podcast? So I thought about this, and I actually do bring uh, my friend Mike Delancet on. Uh, Mike Delancet is the head brewer for Hourglass. Oh, yeah. I, we've been trying to get them in the studio. They they fucking make some amazing beer. Yeah, Mike and I actually started, we, as a joke, a few years ago uh, with my friend Mel and my friend uh, Jay. Uh, one year, it was kind of for Christmas. I was like, everybody, I've signed a, this is your Christmas present. I've signed us all up for a homebrew class. I'm not paying for it. You have to pay for your own. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're all going to Europe, but we're I'm all, not paying. Yeah. So, but we actually did. We all went and took a homebrew class together like seven or eight years ago. What's his name again? And, uh, Mike Delancet. All right, Mike, if you're listening, I'd love you on the podcast. I dig your beer. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Somehow yeah. I got on the uh, the list for the grand opening of the one over in the Hourglass District. Yeah, the Hourglass District. Yeah, they'll brew the shit out of some beer. We, we've got some great local beers. Do you have a good time? 
I had an incredible time. This is absolutely a blast. Thank you. Remind the kids about the Florida Film Festival, where you can find it, when it is, and what it is, and uh, just uh, recap the whole thing. information about Florida Film Festival is available right now on floridafilmfestival.com. We're open for submissions right now, so if you made a film and you want to submit it at the Florida Film Festival, we're on Film Freeway. For that, uh, the festival takes place next April. Uh, you think I know the date for it, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, maybe we can put that in the... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put links in the show below. notes. And it's very well worth your time. If you've been before, you know that. You need to go again. And if you haven't been, uh, it's a, a great part of Orlando. It, it really is one of those things I look forward to every year. And I don't necessarily go every year, but I've been I, probably a dozen times to different different movies. And there's... No matter every every time they have one, there's a movie you're gonna you're gonna want to see, and these aren't movies that normally get played in theaters. And if if they do get played in theaters, you're gonna see them before anybody else. It's cool, and the money goes to a good place. And it, uh, I I dig the Florida Film Festival. I like you. You're my new friend. I love you. Thank we're, you. We're buddies. Watch this, Rosie. If she's listening, she's probably gonna shit like get all crazy. The haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation was written by my buddy CJ Mask. Um, Patreon. If you don't know what it is, go to patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation. Look around. Uh, it's a way for you to help out people who make art. I think this might be art. Uh, you give a couple bucks. All the money that uh, goes into Patreon for scotch and good conversation goes right back to building a better podcast and making a better product for you. If you love Tim, if you love the Florida Film Festival, do me a favor because I'll put this on Facebook. Hopefully Tim will too. Uh, hit the share button. It's right there. It's really easy. We can cast a bigger net and let other people know about the Florida Film Festival and Tim and also Scotch and Good Conversation. I think that's it. Uh, you guys take care of each other, hug each other, love each other. Don't be a dick. Peace. Bye-bye. Media Production.